I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. One of the things about finances is that whether or not you had or did not have a good example when it comes to managing your money, it does seem to be a topic that's taboo to talk about openly, publicly, transparently. So one of the topics up for discussion today is what if you come from a family where the background is more financially illiterate and you want to break that cycle, not only for yourself, but also for your children and their children. And I thought this is a really interesting conversation because there's a lot of families that maybe also come from financially illiterate, but their children still don't know how to manage their money because it isn't something that was really talked about in a step-by-step, here's a system, here's a process, here's the checks and balances kind of way. So um, that'd be an interesting topic for us to kind of add to the conversation about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 2023. Something that I see like posts about and things is um, especially these days and around Remembrance Day and Truth and Reconciliation. We talk a lot about generational trauma these days, which is not something I didn't even know what that meant when I was younger. Like, I don't think that was a a thing, Um, but it's financial as well. Like generational trauma, generational, uh, you know, passing things down through the generation. Our money habits, our beliefs around money um, can absolutely be passed down from our parents and you know making the choice that you want to be the one to break that cycle um I think is really cool is really empowering and um I think it's probably easier than you might think it is Mm -hmm. in order to break the cycle you do not need to become an expert or a guru you just need to do more than somebody else did before you just need to do things different than they did before you. You don't have to get it all right. You just have to make the choice and take one step forward towards yeah. that choice that can begin this breaking of the cycle. And I think to try not to hide things. So mm-hmm. If you're going through a transitionary phase, whether it's, um, you know, you're, you're, you're in deprivation mode maybe because there's just not enough money at the end of the day, it's kind of knowing that we're just in a stage where we need to be really tight with our money. It's nothing personal. It just is what it is. 
no one's to blame and there's no shame in it, mm-hmm. but also not trying to hide it. So it's like, we're, we're going through the stage. We're going to get through it. We're going to get through it together. Here's some strategies that we're going to try. Um, because I think that a lot of the illiteracy comes from ignoring, not so much ignorance, but like hmm. just putting up the blinders and pretending it's not real. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thinking that the knowledge and the wealth are for people who are not like you. My family doesn't do it that way. My family doesn't know these things. My family doesn't have money. My family's bad with money. Um, all things that people will say, right? And maybe, you know, if you're listening, maybe you can even like hear your own voice in, in some of those statements. Um, but none of them are true. I get that you might have some evidence for why you think they're true, um, but doesn't actually make come true and it also like I was saying before like it's really simple I'm not saying it's easy I get that things are not easy easy and simple are two different things and I think that's a really important um uh understanding that simple and easy are two different things simple is like step one two three easy is that you breeze through it it's no problem right changing this, you know, this family curse, this family financial curse is simple. Um, There are so many amazing books on the shelf. There are so many wonderful podcasts. Um, You're listening to one of them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There are so many great YouTubers that are giving this information out in a way that your grandparents did not have access to, the way that your parents did not have access to, if they wanted to educate themselves on something, like it took a real commitment, like going and like searching through, you know, the, remember the, um, at the library, like the card catalog, (laughs) it would take an hour just to find the book. We don't have those roadblocks, right? We can just, type into Google on this like internet that's in your pocket. It is so simple to begin the process of breaking this, you know, family cycle. Um, And I would, I just want to put sort of a word of caution out there that when you are in the position of not having a lot of literacy in a certain topic and you go on to this you know worldwide web of information um recognizing that you are actually in quite a vulnerable state and you do need to be careful on what you are not what you're listening to but what you are believing watch enough so that you can start to tell who is saying things that are too good to be true Um, there's a lot of junk and a lot of scams out there. Um, and so the first thing that you listen to is not the actions maybe that you need to, that you might want to be taking. Watch and listen enough so you can start to discern, uh, the good from the bad. Good point. Just creating those filters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think taking small positive steps, but also 
changing your own mindset from things like, I can't do that because I'm broke, or I can't do that because this happened to me and I'm really down. Just saying, I can't do that because it's just not a priority for me right now. Like just changing the shift. Mm. It's not that it's out of reach for me. It's just that it's not a priority for me right now. Yeah. And I mean, even, even a further change to the language, like rather than I can't, I'm not going to, or even I don't want to, I don't want to spend money on X because I actually want Y. It has nothing to do with what you can afford or what you are capable of. It's all choices. And I know it might not seem like that if the bank account doesn't have a lot of money in it right now. Um, But it still is a choice. You, you know, how we think about things and the language we put out, um, you know, and the language that we hear back from, you know, from our own mouths um, and that we're sharing with our kids, I think is really is really important. Um, and, and uh, getting into the mindset of, you know, you can have anything, you can't have everything, <laughs> but you really can have anything. So, um, so thinking about it that way, and, you know, there's lots of great places to start. Um, lots of really, really great places to start. I mean, I don't think there's been any new books for a while, but I know people always love Gail Vaz Oxlade's books. They always love like her, her just voice of reason, right? She doesn't get all jargony. She's Canadian. Um, she's the one that used to have that show till debt do us part. If you don't know who I'm talking about, um, your library has her books. I can almost guarantee it, which means you don't need to pay to gain this knowledge. Right. Um, she also has like, like I say, I don't think any of it's new, um, but like all of the replays are on like YouTube and wherever else online, right? So if you were like just brand new and you were coming into this topic feeling like you know nothing, you were taught nothing, your family knows nothing, I think that she is a pretty good voice to start with. Um, there's no shame and judgment from her. She's pretty, she's pretty easy, easy to take. And- Another one that I really like is her name's she's not Canadian, but she's American. She's a young female financial, I guess, influencer. Her name's Tori and her um, platform was all about making her first 100K or saving her first 100K or something. Yeah. And I find her really relatable and uh, just approachable like there's a lot of financial and everyone's going to relate and feel the appetite of different you know people like there's a lot of Canadian ones as well but there's something that I can't relate to so like they're maybe really maybe they're men Mm -hmm. which I find sometimes difficult to relate to um or they're like aggressive or they kind of go on like these soapboxes that don't really feel good to me or yeah yeah I don't know there's I feel like it's just gaining exposure finding the people who you feel the way that they educate the way that they release content the way that they um, discuss complex topics Mm -hmm. just keep leaning in to what they're doing and even reach out to some of them on their social platforms they're doing this for 
people exactly like you that are trying to gain more financial literacy. Um, there's absolutely nothing to be embarrassed about. We didn't turn 18 and get our adult license and <laughs> figure it out. One of the things that I also feel is a common, I don't know if it's a common habit or a thread when it comes to people who are financially successful, regardless of their literacy, is practicing delayed gratification. Uh And so even just as you're navigating through your own, you know, saving strategies or debt or just kind of gaining those pieces to be able to build up the building blocks of your financial literacy is paying attention to how am I spending my money? Like when I go to get groceries, do I also navigate down into the different aisles that aren't groceries? And how am I making those spending decisions? Mm-hmm. And just being really mindful of, you know, almost like that devil and the angel on your shoulder. And how are they talking to you? And what is it soothing when you're buying something? Like it could be more, you know, almost like a financial therapy trauma kind of crutch. So absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I hear people say all the time that they want to give their kids what they never got, right? So if you grew up in, um, you know, low income or even in a poverty um, lifestyle, um, often you end up wanting to make sure that you're providing more, uh, more experiences and, and a life that you didn't, you know, your childhood that you didn't get, um, which it can be really hard to delay the gratification because you are living through your child's eyes and you don't want to disappoint them. Um, so, I mean, I talk to my clients about that a lot. Um, a couple strategies that I find work really well is um, I'm, a setting some goals. Why are why are you wanting to make these changes? What are you up to? Like, what is your why here? Right. So identifying what is your why, it is a lot easier to say no to yourself when in like to say no to yourself in the moment when that no is ultimately a yes to the things that you actually want. You said you wanted this vacation. You said you wanted retirement. You said you wanted to buy a house. You said you wanted to be debt-free. You said you wanted to, you know, give your kids a great Christmas. I don't know what that might be, right? Whatever your goal is. So saying no in the moment and delaying that gratification on whatever item you might see or want, um, it's a lot easier to do that. Um, So setting goals um, and practicing like I will have my clients go and they'll have a um, you know that movie yes day um we'll yeah. do the opposite it'll be no day oh gosh we'll everything we need to practice saying no we are in a yes culture we're in a use a credit card and figure it later culture that's that's where we live and so practicing how to say no So we pick a day and it's no day and you are not allowed to spend anything. (laughs) Um, Some people actually quite enjoy that and extend it out to be a no week or a no month. Um, I've seen some like really neat blogs out there and and whatnot that are um, like buy nothing 
new uh, by nothing for like a whole year. Um, those can be fun to, to follow. Maybe that would be inspiring to you. Um, but yeah, having a no day. Um, so setting, setting some goals, knowing your why and having a no day. Um, and also, um, I just, I just put a video on, um, Instagram about this, um, about practicing your no scripts. Like, how are you going to say no? If you are like a social person, you work in a big office, people go for lunch all the time, um, you are trying to learn how to say no, I role play with my clients on how are we going to say no? What is a what is a no response that is going to leave you feeling awesome? Because if it leaves you feeling like crap, a, you're not going to want to do it the first time and you're not going to do it again. Um, so something like, thanks so much for the invite for lunch. Um, I've just recently set a goal for fill in the blank. And so I'm going to pass this time to save my money for that. But thanks so much for the invite. Or I'd love to join you for that. Um, but, uh, um, you know, it's just not like, I don't know, uh, like in the cards today, it's not going to work out for me. Um, but would you like to go for a walk tomorrow? Like to find something else to replace the thing that you were being invited to. Um, so yeah, anyways, I, I role play that with my clients. Cause I think that it's important to have something to roll off your tongue. Otherwise it's not going to happen or you're going to feel like crap. And that's not fun. And that's a good that's a good strategy for when it comes to yourself. Like when you get invited, when you get tempted um, by those, I go, I always call those ones our roadmap sabotages. So like when I help create a roadmap for a client, we're going from A to B, but I know there's going to be some sabotages in the, in the way there because of like the hashtag YOLO, you only live once also FOMO, the fear yeah. of missing out. And so those are really good tools the other thing that I think is worth having the conversation about is when your kids ask for the thing so one of the things that I do with my kids is when they want even if it's small so even if we're at the grocery store and it's like a one dollar especially if it's small because all those things add up way more than you realize so what I do is I say we're not going to get that today but let's put it on your list I I physically give them my phone and I say go take a picture of it so that I know and I don't forget mm. and it's almost like that delayed gratification because if they do remember if it's like yeah. two weeks down the line and they're like remember that sucker that I said I wanted from the store is it time yet mm. like what's happening then it's like okay well maybe that is something like I say okay well we're gonna uh, I need you to help me with A, B, and C, and your reward's going to be that sucker or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or maybe it's, oh, I put that on your Christmas list. Make sure that when you write to Santa, you put that on there. I have the picture just to remind you or whatever. Like it's practicing that awareness. Yeah. I, I have acknowledged that you want this. I didn't shut you down immediately, but we're going to we're going to get it, but just not right now because it's not a priority for us right now, but it will be in, you know, the future. Yeah, totally. It, uh, you know, and, and putting those strategies together works as well. Like talking to your kids about your family goals, 
right? Um, doesn't always, if your goal is specifically around being debt-free or retirement, that might not be so inspiring to your kids. Um, in that case, I would encourage you to, to come up with some goals um, that would inspire them as well. You know, I talk about my kids' sports all the time. And so that's something that, you know, comes up in conversation a lot when my kids want things. Okay, well, I could buy you that right now, but I need those dollars to pay for that camp, that baseball camp that you want to go to. Mm -hmm. um, or, um, you know, just something along those lines, right? Like putting it into their eyes, seeing what it is important to them. Uh, quite often the response is, okay, well, can I earn the money? Because they really want the thing. Okay, that's a cool idea. Let's see if you can earn the money. Um, you can't come from me because it's still just the same bank account, <laughs> the same dollars. Um, but I can certainly give them some ideas on what they can do for grandma and grandpa or the mm -hmm. neighbor. Or, you know, if, if I'm a house that has a, a house cleaner, well, if I got kids, maybe they can take on that job, right? Things like that. So, so combining, combining the, um, those strategies and involve your kids in your goals um, and practice how to say no to them. Um, it's okay for them to hear no. It doesn't mean that they are having the same childhood that you had just because you're saying no to them, right? You can provide a different upbringing um, regardless of how much you buy them. That's not it, right? So um, just having, having some conversations with them. And this is why I, I say that, or I said in the beginning that, um, you know, it is simple, maybe not easy, but simple to start to change this family curse. Um, it is simple to have a few conversations with your kids. It is simple to set some goals. Um, and you just need to get to the place, I, I suppose, where you would also find that easy, right? Um, you know, if it's an emotional um, conversation for you. Um, and I think that will come by reading some books, and listening to some podcasts and just getting a little bit more uh, aware of the conversation in general, your confidence will increase on this topic. Um, and, you know, your, your life, your kid's life, like it is totally worth it to make those changes. So I would encourage everybody to, you know, check the show notes and we'll put links to, to Gail and Tori and maybe some others. I don't know. Um, and also go on, go on a little bit of a, a search on finding the people who resonate with you. Um, and if that's Megan and I send us a message, join us on Facebook, however you want to connect with us. Uh, Cause we would love to talk to you about your journey uh, on this path. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. 
We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.